I was so terrified about what happened to me in the future. I was so terrified about where I would end up because I did not think I would still be here for very long. And if I did, I knew I would be absolutely miserable. And that's not a business thing. That's an internal thing. That's a lifetime of a childhood of trauma and a lifetime of struggling internally. So there was a lot there, you guys. There was so much there while I was like, you know, battling to make this business successful. It took almost everything I had. But in 2020, I started going through this growth, this personal growth. I started expanding. I started learning. I started growing. And I finally, for the first time in my whole life, understood what happiness as a state of being felt like. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Self-Love Breakfast Club. I am your host, Crystal Rose. I am so happy that you are here today. Oh my goodness, you guys. Today is going to be a juicy, juicy episode. It is a solo sesh. It's just me. And I'm going to talk to you guys about why I almost walked away from a successful business. Yes, I am talking about my boutique, Rebellia. So there's a lot here. I literally, up until it was a couple of weeks ago, was pretty determined to either sell my business or close it. And when I realized that the selling of it was going to fall through, I actually had an amazing person that I felt like would really be able to move the brand more forward than me and would be able to give it the love and attention it deserved. I really strongly and deeply felt that I didn't want it to just end and not like an ego thing like, oh, I don't want you know everything I've built to just go away. It was more of a, the women that I serve deserve this. They deserve to have a place where they can feel confident in shopping where they know that the clothes will fit their bodies, where they can increase their confidence by getting these amazing clothes that, that fit them and feel good. And I've gotten to be a part of that over the last you know, four or five years, really. And I, I'm going to rewind a little bit. <laughs> so I started Rebellia. My, I got the idea for Rebellia in the summer of 2015. It was a very personal reason. It was built from a need, a personal need. I had been on my fitness journey for about a year. I was doing CrossFit and my body was changing. And you guys, I was always someone who really hated myself. Like I hated my body. I hated my legs. They were too big. I ruined my legs with cool sculpting. I was willing to take any diet pill, any stupid fad diet that there was. I did HCG. I would drink slim fast. Like you name it, I did it. And so finally, when I found you know, the barbell essentially when I started lifting and I started feeling strong and I started feeling empowered, I started eating to support myself. I started fueling, I started feeling really good. And about a year into my journey, I was able to look in the mirror and love what I saw. You know, of course, there's always those, you know, things that women see and we pick ourselves apart at times, but I felt so good. I felt so good in my body. I was like, I look good. I feel good. Like this has got to be like what self-love is. And I started to get like this little, like just sprinkle of self-love. 
And and fitness helped me cultivate that. So I just felt so strongly about this. And, you know, it was kind of ridiculous. I had this um, $300 in gift cards to a department store. And normally I don't enjoy going into stores to shop. I just don't. And I went into the store. I blocked off some time on my calendar because I was a business owner at the time. I had two businesses, two very different businesses than the two businesses I have today. And so I go in the department store and I start like, you know, and like, I don't know, I don't even know which section I went in. I went in juniors. I went in misses. I went in like everywhere in between pretty much. And I kept trying things on. And what happened was that nothing really fit, at least not the way that it should. Like I would try in a shirt and it would be tight on my boobs, but like gapey under my armpits or then other things would be tighter on my lats. Like I wouldn't be able to zip up a dress because of my back and my lats or my biceps were getting pinched by these blazers, you know, just all of these things. The blazers have happened pretty much anytime I ever wore a blazer, but not in the summertime when I was shopping. But, you know, I had that in my mind that, you know, there are all these things that just like don't fit properly. And I remember I tried on this pair of shorts And I think it was a size, I want to say it was a size 28. And I put them on and I could barely get them over my butt and thighs. Like it was so ridiculous. And the waist was huge. So I was like, what is this? And then, you know, I tried to size up even bigger and it was just not going to work. It was just not going to work. I was going to be floating around in this like giant pair of shorts. So I remember leaving and I was so upset. Like I had tears in my eyes and You know, it was the first time I've had this like dressing room moment where I was like in tears, but not because I hated my body. For the first time, it was because I loved how I looked and how I felt and I love my body. And I finally felt like at a place I could feel really good in clothes and nothing fit. And so I just got so mad. I got so mad at, you know, like the fashion industry or, you know, the apparel industry that women who are, you know, lift are just overlooked. Like we're not big enough. We're not a big enough market. They don't care. They don't care about us. You know, there's, there are the, and no offense if you're super thin, but you know, it was like the stick thin thing where your clothes don't have to move with your body. You know, you can just kind of fit in something and it's okay. And I couldn't do that. And there's also, you know, a really strong plus size um, market. So there are a lot of big, big brands that cater to plus size, inclusive sizing. And there's a lot of boutiques that do that too. And so I really just felt like no one was looking at us. No one was looking to help us. The women who are lifting, who are, you know, maybe our waists are smaller, our butts are bigger. We've got some defined lats, our biceps are, you know, popping and like, we deserve to feel good too, right? Like we deserve to put on an outfit and not be stressed out that we just feel like we're hulking out of it or, you know, not feel good. Like we deserve to put on clothes and feel confident and amazing because we are amazing. All of us are, all of us women are incredible and we all deserve to feel good in our clothes and in our bodies. And so that is what I wanted to create. I wanted to create this incredible brand that would reach across the fitness community and help women like me. That's where this started. And when I started this, 
I was in this like tunnel vision space of there is nothing out there. You know, people would be like, oh, why don't you just do stretchy clothes? And in my mind, I thought like bodycon, like the only thing I could think of was like bandage dresses, <laughs> bodycon dresses. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I don't want everything to be super tight and stretchy. I don't want that. You know, I want clothes that fit, just regular clothes. And so I was very tunnel vision, you guys. I put some limitations on myself here because I couldn't see anything else. All I could see was, I want these clothes to fit every unique woman. And so from the summer of 2015 until April of 2017, well, really from until the end of the year. So the end of 2016, right? Like it was like a good solid kind of year and a half, summer 2015 to the end of 2016, I was banging my head against a wall. I was trying to figure out how we could make clothing to measure. How can we make sure that every single woman individually has clothes that fit her, you know, her unique measurements? And I couldn't figure it out because let me tell you this, you guys, that was really freaking expensive. (laughs) It was insane. And as you know, you know, there's a markup on clothing. Like we buy, you know, at wholesale or we buy at cost and we have to mark it up and we don't mark it up to screw people or, you know, to get away with anything. Like we mark it up to pay the bills. There are bills that come along with business, right? We have to pay our employees. If we have a warehouse space, we have to pay for that. So there's a lot in between that we as business owners have to think about. We can't just buy stuff at cost and sell it at cost. That would be completely insane. So the cost of these garments, and we're talking not even including fabric, not even including fabric, was $80. $80, you guys. I don't have anything in my store now that's $80, right? Like, that was crazy. It was crazy to me. And I was like, there is no way, like, if we even mark up twice, there is no way like one, these women, that's not who I'm going for, right? I'm not trying to offer designer clothing. And trust me, the way that these pieces were coming out were anything but designer. And the woman I was working with, you know, she just kind of was like, yeah, sure, I'll make these. But it wasn't like this insane quality. And and I didn't know what to do. And so one day I was just so fed up and so exhausted and so stuck. And I remember I was coming out of my master bathroom after like brushing my teeth and my husband was laying in bed and I just looked at him and I said, Hey, (laughs) did I tell you that we're going to fail? And I just started crying and he's like, what? (laughs) And I was like, I can't figure it out. I don't know what to do. I really want to do like, you know, this made to measure thing and it's so expensive and I don't know how it's going to be possible. And I just, we can't launch, like we cannot launch this business until I figure that out and I just can't figure it out. And my husband, who is not of this world, he's an athlete, (laughs) you know, and he's got, he's really, really smart, but this is just not his world. You know, business ownership is not what he knows or what he does. And he just looked at me and he like started talking about his industry and fire suits and all this stuff. And I was just like, why are you telling me this? And suddenly he was like, yeah, like you could mass produce and then tailor the pieces to fit. And I just looked at like my mouth dropped open and I just looked at him like, what? (laughs) And then I was like, and it was instantly like, there were more options available, right? Like I didn't have to be so tunnel vision on this one idea. And so I was like, well, 
wait, I could buy wholesale like pieces that are already made and then we can tailor them to fit. And suddenly I had a plan. I had a plan to launch. So we launched very softly in April of 2017 and then to the public in May of 2017. And we launched with the model that we don't have sizing. You give us your measurements and we tailor our pieces to fit. And that was great. It helped us launch, but again, it was still not good enough. (laughs) It ended up not being good enough. It ended up being that, you know, women are different and we can have the same size waist and want our piece to fit a little differently. You know, you may not want a dress fitted exactly to 28 inches and maybe someone else does. And so there were a whole host of problems that went along with that particular business model. We ran that for a year. And also, you know, we missed out on a lot of impulse shopping, a lot of women who would be like, oh my gosh, that's so pretty and want to buy it. But like, they didn't know their bust size or their bicep measurement. So they'd skip it. They'd move on. And Oh my goodness. That was the hard. Oh, that year was so, so hard because I really, 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 really wanted to stick to this vision and this model. But I realized that, you know, and there was so much error, like women didn't know how to measure themselves no matter how many videos or demonstrations, like it just wasn't, it didn't always hit. And so I realized, I believe, yeah, it was 2018, May of 2018, that I had to be a better buyer I had to go to market. I had to physically go to LA fashion district, you know, go to these markets and I had to physically touch and feel the pieces. I had to be a better buyer. And I was up for the challenge because I knew my vision could still be intact. I could still serve women the way that I wanted them to. I could still make women feel so good about themselves. I just had to be better. And I was willing to do it. And so that is when things really shifted for Rebellia. That is when doors opened up, opportunities opened up, customers finally started noticing us coming in. You know, we had some OGs that were there from the beginning, but we got more. We got some more incredible, amazing women that we were essentially blocking for so long. So from May 2017 to now, we're in May. We have been running on that. And it has been a really long, hard journey for me specifically. I hired someone a year before we launched. I really felt like I needed someone. I needed support, you know, and I'm the kind of entrepreneur that does multiple things. I I like doing more than one thing. And so I was like, I need support. I know I'm going to need help on this. I hired her, you know, before I needed her and I don't regret doing that. But what happened was I wasn't able to put myself first. I put the women in my community first. I put my employees first. I put the bills first. I put everything else besides me first. And every time I tried to pay myself, you know, I'd pay myself this tiny little amount and I would be excited about it, but then I'd feel guilty or I'd look at our bank account and be like, I can't afford this. I can't afford to pay myself. There was nothing left for me. And over time, that gets really, really hard. That gets really, really hard as a business owner because 
I felt like I was failing. I'm getting a little emotional right now, but I felt like I was constantly, constantly, constantly failing. I felt like I was drowning. I felt like I was on a hamster wheel with this beautiful sunset in front of me, but never getting any closer. I went through a lot of deeply, deeply personal stuff. I went through some serious family stuff in 2018. I lost my dog in 2018. There was a lot there. It was a really hard time for me. I gained a bunch of weight, which, you know, I'm actually not mad at. I gave myself so much grace through that time period and I was still lifting a lot. And so, you know, I still fit into the same size clothing, which I thought was really interesting. But, you know, I just, I knew in that moment I had to take care of myself mentally and emotionally and like the whole physical thing. I just had to like give myself a lot of grace and space through that because it was really hard. And when I came out of 2018, Oh, it was better. You know, like I was more focused. I felt better, but it was still a really, really hard time. And at the end of 2019, you guys, uh, I remember looking at the bank account and (laughs) I looked at the bank account and I realized I had rent to pay and I had my influencer to pay. You guys know Bonnie Schroeder. She's incredible. She was so supportive. So amazing. Worked with us for a little bit. But I looked at these two things I had to pay. And after that, I would have $85 in the bank account. $85 at the end of 2019, you know, like (laughs) three years in business about, you know, been working on this thing since summer of 2015. And I had $85 to show for it. And I just... I was so sick. I was just sick over it because what the hell? How could I work so hard? How could I get dedicate so much of my life, so much of my time, so much of my serenity? You know, everything I had, I gave to this business and it wasn't giving back to me. And it's really hard, you guys, to not be resentful, to not be resentful that this thing that I built, this monster you know, business, whatever, wasn't giving back to me, to the person who birthed it, you know, it was hard. And I realized I had to make some changes. And of course, you know, in 2020, the pandemic happened, but I hired myself a financial person, this incredible bookkeeper who is very forward thinking, who knows a ton about the retail industry, not just money, not just financial. She knew exactly about my industry. She is an industry expert. She's incredible. And I brought her in and I was just like, help. (laughs) You know, I put money on credit cards to pay for her to get her to help me. And she helped me turn things around. She helped me really get a grip on my numbers and where the money was going and what I needed and what I did not need anymore. And I'm telling you guys all of this because I really want you to understand like just like the depths of where I've been with this business and where it's going and where I'm going. It's important. And I think if you are a business owner and you're listening to this, like you're not alone. It is the hardest, hardest thing ever, you know, and it's very different. Like now that I have a coaching business that I love, I absolutely am obsessed with, but it's very different. There's very little overhead. There's very little bills I have to pay when it comes to the coaching business, you know? So it's very rewarding financially as opposed to the boutique business that I have felt like I have gotten nothing from. And so when you have, you know, inventory to keep, it makes it really, really hard to profit, to pay yourself, like just to to do any of that. And so 
I'm sharing this with you guys because one, if you're not a business owner, I want you to understand and maybe this will do something for you personally, just hearing my story. And if you are a business owner, I really do hope that you feel like you're not alone because you're not. It is hard. It is so hard. So I, you know, 2020 happened and I just, I was going through this incredible journey. I was becoming certified to be a life coach and this certification, honestly, it saved my life. You guys, like I'm going to get into that in another episode or, you know, maybe I'll talk about it on Instagram post or something. I don't know, but I was so terrified about what happened to me in the future. I was so terrified about where I would end up because I did not think I would still be here for very long. And if I did, I knew I would be absolutely miserable. And that's not a business thing. That's an internal thing. That's a lifetime of a childhood of trauma and a lifetime of struggling internally. So there was a lot there, you guys. There was so much there while I was like, you know, battling to make this business successful. It took almost everything I had. But in 2020, I started going through this growth, this personal growth. I started expanding. I started learning. I started growing. And I finally, for the first time in my whole life, understood what happiness as a state of being felt like. I had always thought happiness would come from being successful. Happiness would come from others, validation and all of that. Like there's always a, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy if. And I had never experienced just happiness. And in 2020 I did. And it was so incredible. It was so amazing to know that there is a way out from how I was feeling and to know that it was coming from me and that I got to have that. I got to be happy. And I had so much fun with the boutique. Like I stopped taking it so seriously and I started having a good time and I started choosing things that I loved. And you know what? If my customers don't love it, well, they don't have to buy it, but I love this. And that spoke volumes, right? Like we had record breaking sales months. Like we crushed it in 2020. We crushed it. And it was so amazing to feel like I was doing less and it was easy. And I was, you know, and the business was doing better, but still the missing piece was that I wasn't really getting anything out of it financially for me. And that still, you know, that was tough. And so by the fall, like things kind of slowed down a little bit with sales and, you know, we kind of got more into this grind and the holidays were great, but I felt myself coasting. I felt myself just like not really loving it. And I was like, wow, if I can like go from being super duper miserable and us being really broke to like doing pretty well and then having, you know, more fun. And I'm still not like in love with this business. Like there's something wrong. There's something wrong here. Like maybe this isn't what I should be doing. And so this year, 2021, I really like, I got into my coaching. I love coaching. My clients are incredible humans that are like working so hard. I launched a group program. I'm getting another certification so I can facilitate breathwork as a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator. Like so many good things are coming out of this coaching business. I am so in love with it. I feel like I am able to help sprinkle all of that self-love on women, you know, that I had wanted to in the beginning. I In the beginning, I was just like, man, if I could just 
if I can just sprinkle this on other women, like this incredible feeling of like starting to finally love myself just on every woman I met, like I could change the world. And I really believe that. I really believe like I can change the world. I can be a part in changing the world. And this coaching, finally getting in this space, I was like, oh my God, this is it. Like, this is it. This is the thing. This is the thing for me. And I want you guys to understand that in this space, in the last like few months, I put two different kinds of limitations on myself. The first one was when I got this idea and I'm going to give you guys a little secret. I'm building an incredible community based around self-love, a membership site. And that's coming in July. But I, when I got this idea and I was like, oh my God, yes, yes, this is what I want to do. Like, this is going to be amazing. Oh my God, I can help so many more people. Like, this is so much more accessible than just my one-on-one program or my group program. Like, this is it. I need to do this. And when I had that like epiphany, at the same time, I realized, oh, I can't do both. Or at least I can't do both. And so that is a story that I created. I told myself that I cannot do both well, so I have to get rid of one of them. And obviously I'm going to get rid of the store because it's not serving me. And so I decided I was going to sell it because we're doing amazing. You know, we're up 30% over last year. Like we're doing really well. And I felt like, you know, like this is my child and she deserves a better mom. (laughs) I felt like she deserves a mom who is going to give her more love and more attention than I possibly could. She's going to take her to new heights, heights that I could not do. And that is what I told myself. I told myself I was not capable of that and that someone else could do better. And someone came into my life and I spent, you know, several weeks talking with her. There were many people in her life that were like, you need to do this. You know, I shared all my financials with her and whatnot. And she seemed like perfect. And, you know, there are things that she's going through that just make it so it's not really possible for her. And I had to look at that and say, okay, so maybe, maybe that was my taste of, (laughs) maybe that was, you know, I don't know, the universe or whatever, just being like, hey, you know, you could do this, but maybe not. And so I had set this timeline like, okay, well, I'm either going to sell by this date or I'm going to just end things. I'm going to pull the plug. And I set the official date. It was like two weeks ago. There was, you know, I had about a week and a half until the date and I just felt awful. It was very emotional. I cried like every single day. And it wasn't just like, it wasn't just sadness and, you know, the obvious grieving and and the loss of, you know, I'm going to end this, but it was also deeper. And there was this feeling of dread and this deep, deep dread feeling. And it just did not feel right. It did not feel good. It did not feel in alignment. But I thought, you know, I was just like, well, of course I'm sad. Of course I'm sad because I'm ending this business and this has been my baby for so long and I'm a little resentful that it's never given to me, you know, and I've basically paid my bills in an employee for five years. So I just wrote it off as that. And I was about six days from pulling the plug when my husband, (laughs) I mean, you guys, like my employee, she's incredible, by the way, incredible, wonderful human. I love her. We're still going to be dear friends, Cassie, and she got a new job. And honestly, I think this new job is 
amazing for her. It's going to pay her better than I did. And it's going to be really good for her future and the goals that she now has for herself. And so I'm really happy for her and I'm really proud of her. But, you know, I had her like her last day was like the very next day. And I put in my 30 day notice at my warehouse. And like, this was all happening, like in it's happening, it's rolling. Right. And six days out from me being like, this is the day I'm going to tell my community, this is the day I'm going to share what's going on and how I'm just done. I'm done. My husband was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, like, I just, I don't want to do this shit anymore. (laughs) I'm freaking tired. You know, like I'm tired and I I really want to do my coaching and just go all in. And he was like, okay, well, what do you think? Like, he's like, I just don't think you should sell it. Or he's like, if you're not going to sell it, like, I don't think you should just end it. And he's like, maybe we just run it out of the house until you sell it or, you know, and just, or maybe you want to keep it. Maybe we just try that. You guys, this was the second limitation. This was the second limitation I did not realize. And it was like a reverse limitation, right? Like normally when we put limitations on ourselves, we say, I can't do that thing. I'm not capable of doing that thing, that far away thing. I'm not worthy of the success or whatever. Like that's all subconscious, but we just like, you know, we put this limit that we can't reach this goal. Like maybe we're not good enough for it. I did that like in reverse also. So I did that with the, I can't do both these things. Well, there's no way, blah, blah, blah. But then in the reverse, I did it because I thought, you know, we're already up here. We, you know, we started at zero and then we jumped right to 50. I hired an employee and I got a physical location. Like, long before other boutique owners do or would like before it financially made sense to do it because I had these like big, big, big goals of expansion, right? I just wanted it to be huge. And so I thought in order for it to be huge, I had to leap and I had to leap right on into like all of that. So it never crossed my mind or when it did cross my mind, I immediately shot down the idea of what if we scaled back? What if it was just me? What if I was the only employee? What if, (laughs) what if I didn't have a warehouse? What if I just did this out of my house? It did not feel good to me. It felt like taking steps back. It felt like failure. It felt like just, how are you going to, you know, like that's clearly like I'm not on the right path that I want to be on if I drop it down to 25 instead of staying at 50. But when my husband suggested it to me, which by the way, you guys, (laughs) this man, like, you know, he was the catalyst for launch and he was the, I guess the door, the, the mirror for where I'm at right now. And he was just like, I think we could do it. He's like, I think it doesn't have to be this big monstrous thing. And it got me thinking, it got me thinking like, Hey, I, I already, you know, I no longer have my employee. I no longer have the warehouse. I put in my notice. Like these are two substantial, (laughs) substantial expenses that I never even considered ever, you know, that I would ever just walk away from or I wasn't going to fire my employee. You know, I just, that wasn't what was going to happen. But now here I am with all this space and it got me thinking and I started thinking like, Maybe I don't have to do it the way that we've been doing. Maybe, you know, maybe I can shift it so it fits me better. Maybe smaller is okay. I don't want to be one of these mega boutiques. Like, I don't want to be one of these 
huge, huge mammoth boutiques. I thought I did, but no, I just want to make women feel good. I just want to make women feel good and happy in their bodies. And, you know, of course, the more women I can reach, the better because I can help more women feel great in their clothing and provide that service to them. But at the end of the day, I don't have to be a mega boutique to be successful. At the end of the day, I can just pay myself a reasonable amount and feel good and feel satisfied and feel like freedom, right? Like we start businesses to feel freedom, to not be locked into something. And I locked myself into this you know, every single week we have new arrivals and new arrivals and keep going, go, go, go. And we have to do pictures and we can't, like, I locked myself into the structure and I didn't really see a way out. It was all or nothing. And that was a limitation I put on myself, you know, like you can't go back. Nope. Can't go back. So, but you can go back. <laughs> you can go back at any time. If something isn't working, you can adjust. And I just was so tunnel vision on that. But when it was brought to me as an option, it felt really good. And it felt like something that I wanted to do. And so I thought about it. I had an incredible weekend with, you know, some of my soul sisters, some other women coaches that I'm in a community with now. And it felt so good to just be there. And, you know, I kind of like felt into this idea of what the possibilities of what this store could be if I allowed it to be what it was and if I stopped putting my head on a swivel to see what other boutiques were doing. And I also realized, you know, in this hustle, in this go, go, go that I was so unhappy with, I also really strayed from the original reason why I started this store. If you go to our Instagram and you look at our photos, like they're beautiful photos. My photographer's incredible, but you would have no idea they were for girls who struggled, you know, who worked out and struggled to find clothes that fit. You'd have no idea. You're just like, oh, okay. You know, (laughs) you know, I'm not a stick thin model. I'm kind of a little chicken nugget, you know, (laughs) but (laughs) it doesn't give that impression. So I wasn't, you know, I'm not really speaking to those women. And also I people pleased a little bit. You know, I had some women who are size XL or larger who are mad at me, you know, mad at me that I don't have clothes that will fit them. And these are people who deserve clothes too. They deserve to feel good in their clothes and they deserve clothes that fit them. The problem is what I have to work with as, you know, a boutique is I work, I buy from wholesale vendors and my vendors don't always carry a size XL. A lot of them do not at all. Don't at all. And it's a struggle. It's a struggle to find that one, you know, to find clothing that either has a good amount of stretch or give while still having structure or not being a complete, you know, bodycon dress or whatever, or is, you know, cut in a way that is loose or, you know, has that ability to look amazing on a woman who is more muscular. So that is a struggle in itself. I work really, 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 really hard, you guys, to find the right pieces. And those right pieces don't always come in size XL. And they certainly do not come in larger than that. And so that is something my hands have been so tied in. And of course, because we're not regularly carrying that, and we don't sell XL, you know, like we, if we have stuff in size XL, we actually find it, we get it in, no one buys it. <laughs> and so as a business owner, you're like, I can't afford to carry stuff that people aren't going to buy. That's just crazy, right? 
So I'm stuck in this chicken and egg situation when it comes to providing more inclusive sizes. And to put things in perspective, you know, there are times, you guys, where I don't sell a single one of certain pieces. I won't sell a single one. And there are times where I sell many, many of them. But it's so unpredictable. So making our own clothes, again, the minimums of like 300 or a thousand pieces are a little out of reach for me. So with these women who are mad, I kind of diluted our branding a little bit. I kind of, you know, pulled back because I didn't want to upset anyone. I didn't want anyone to look at my store and say, this isn't for me, or they discriminate against, you know, women who are bigger. It's only for tiny lifters, blah, blah, blah. Like that was not my intention in this. My intention was to solve a problem for myself, (laughs) a problem for myself and women like me. And so the women who aren't necessarily just like me, we're pretty pissed. And I understand why they are. I absolutely do because this whole space is rough and caters to one type of body still, still. So yeah, like I honestly don't know what to do about that. I don't know what to do about those women who err on the side of XL or larger or are considered, I think it's considered mid-size now. There's a mid-size market. They're not quite plus size. They're not quite the standard small through large sizing. And so, you know, these women need to be supported. And I think that, you know, what my plan for them is to, you know, find other sister boutiques who are offering clothing for these women because that's their specialty. I don't really know a lot about clothes. I didn't start this business because I loved style and I loved clothes and I know all the things about it. Like I didn't know shit when I started this. I did not know shit. And I also didn't know what I didn't know. There was so much, so much when I started dipping my toe into this space, especially on the manufacturing side, which we aren't doing now, but hopefully in the future. So there's just so much here. And I think that, you know, I people please my inventory a little bit. You know, I bought stuff that just to buy it because we needed X amount of items for each drop and not really so much of like, am I obsessed with this? And do I absolutely want one for myself? Because if I absolutely want one for myself, that's what does well. And instead I just kind of like, you know, called it in. I called it in. So that's where I'm at. I almost walked away from a successful business. And there was a point where I was very, very, very okay with that. And if anything, I was like, well, (laughs) I didn't fail, you know, financially we're doing good. But personally, I was not doing good. There's also some things going on with my health um, that, I've been sharing a little bit on my personal platforms. You know, I'm still figuring out what's going on. We're still getting labs back. You know, we're working on some treatments, some supplements and stuff. I'm going to a naturopath, a functional medicine doctor, and we're getting answers. And it's really encouraging, but also very overwhelming. And for my health, I did learn that I am constantly in fight or flight, my doctor said. So my stress levels are crazy. And the store has been a giant part of that a giant part of that, just stress, 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 stress. And I have to take care of myself. I have to. And so I have officially decided to continue the store, to be open to what that looks like. It may not look like it's been looking. (laughs) We may do less in sales, at least for, you know, maybe the first few months of refreshing the brand and, you know, me kind of navigating how I want things to look and how I want to do things in a way that feels good for me and supports me. So that may take some time, but I'm okay with it. 
I'm really okay with it. And I'm okay with starting, like, I don't want to say backwards, but, you know, kind of scaling back and starting from this place that I haven't been. And fuck, (laughs) financially compensating myself, you know, like I deserve it. And I think that that's one of the things that has been the most clear to me over the last year is how much I do deserve. I am worthy just because I am me. I deserve everything I want or desire just because I'm me. And so do you. So it's hard to stand in my integrity and work with clients and tell them that they deserve to put themselves first if I'm not doing that too. And so now I am. Now I am putting myself, my needs first. And it feels really good. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that, you know, if you didn't really know much about my brand, my store, you learned some things today. If, Like I said, if you're a business owner and you're struggling and any of this resonated with you, I really hope that you're able to see something here. I'm really hoping that this helped in some way, no matter who you are. This podcast is something so special to me and it's something I'm really excited to grow And starting next month, there are going to be a lot more episodes for you. And there's going to be a lot more of these solo ones. So if you enjoyed this, please let me know. Please, please, please. You guys have no idea how important it is to tell people that you love their work, whether it be me or someone else or any other business owner or podcaster or blogger or whatever influencer, you know, let them know that you appreciate their stuff. Because it goes a long, long way, especially when we are like, we feel like we're grinding through And another ask, if you feel like you know someone who this episode will resonate with, or you are willing to share, you know, a screenshot of it on your stories or like leave a review, please, please do. Like I said, this podcast means so much to me. I want to keep it going. I want to grow it. And I want to keep providing amazing content for you guys here. So please, please share. And please let me know if this resonated with you. I love you guys so much. If you are listening to this and I don't know you, it's okay. I love you. If people can hate people they don't know, then I can love people (laughs) that I don't personally know. You are all amazing creatures. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and just for being here. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Self Love Breakfast Club. If you enjoyed it, please share with your friends and tag us in your Instagram stories. See you next time.